0: One, two, foot, fly. Well, hey there! I am so glad that you've joined us on the Ditching Perfection Podcast, a podcast that will help you pursue wholeness in Jesus rather than trying to have it all together. I'm your host, Carly Bartlett, and in this new series, together we'll embark on a journey to find the transformative truths hidden within the inquiries posed by Jesus Himself. Along the way, I believe that we will discover answers through Jesus's questions. Welcome to Jesus Q and A. Hey friends, today we're reading from Mark chapter 8, verses 27 through 30. Here is the scripture in the NIV. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say that I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Well, throughout this series, the theme of Jesus's identity has come up several times. And I would just say, if you are diving in with us and have not started from the beginning, oh my goodness, I highly highly recommend that you go back and start at the beginning of the series because We are looking at Jesus's questions in chronological order. So we're seeing this story unfold. Now, I will say there are over 300 questions that Jesus asks in the Gospels. So we're not doing all of them, but we're picking and choosing along the way. And we are doing so so that we can see the narrative of Jesus's life and ministry unfold in a chronological way. So it's been really, really fun and really, really interesting. And like I said, the theme of Jesus's identity just keeps coming up. And even in the last episode, in episode 68, we talked about how the disciples often misunderstood Jesus's identity and mission. And it's happening again today. In this section of scripture, the focus on Jesus's identity continues to unfold. In this section, Jesus and his disciples were going to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. And the fact that we know about the setting of this conversation is really interesting. So I was reading in the new Beacon Bible commentary on Mark, and Augustus the Great had given the area to Herod the Great to oversee, and then he built a temple there and dedicated it to Augustus. Then under a future successor named Philip, it was later named Caesarea Philippi in order to honor the emperor. Well, prior to all of this, the area which had been historically called Paneus was an ancient center for worship of the pagan god Pan. So this whole area had a mix of this history of worship of pagan gods and now this mixture moving in of the worship of the empire. It's this messy mix of, of idol worship and, and pagan worship. And it was right here in the middle of this messy mix that Jesus chose to have an important conversation about his identity. So he first asked, who do the people say that I am? And then he asked Peter, who do you say that I am? This brought the question really close to home. It wasn't a he said, she said. It wasn't the gossip of the day. Jesus was asking, okay, but what about you. (laughs) He was asking Peter to articulate his beliefs about Jesus's identity. I don't think that Jesus was trying to put Peter on the spot, but I think Jesus was using this as a teaching moment. He wanted to give Peter a moment to say out loud the things that he had been thinking about and mulling over. He wanted him to have an opportunity to think about and remember everything that he'd experienced with Jesus and then say it out loud. And I think this is helpful because I'm a verbal processor. Maybe some of you can connect with this. I can have a bunch of jumbly thoughts in my head, but if I have to say them out loud, it helps me have clarity on what I understand and what I don't understand yet. I do this when I prepare to preach. I prepare, research, pray, write, and then I say it all out loud. (laughs) And when I do... I realize that there are some things that need to be clarified, some things that need to be tweaked or fine-tuned or cut out. So then I go back and I research some more. I ask God to help me with clarity. And I just keep doing this over and over again until the day that I preach. But if I don't say it out loud, I'm not aware of what is clear and what's not. So I think Jesus was helping Peter process all the things he'd experienced, all the things that he'd been thinking, and asked him just to say it. So that Jesus could help bring him even more clarity. Peter said to Jesus, when Jesus asked this question, Peter's response was, You are the Messiah, which at face value seemed like a great answer. Yes, Jesus was the Messiah, he was the one who had come as the mighty deliverer and the rescuer. So this is true and was true. But Jesus also knew that this word Messiah. Could have other meanings. Many people believed that the promised Messiah would come as a military leader and overthrow the Roman government. The people of Israel had experienced oppression for so long that they wanted someone to come with power and take over. And this definition of quote unquote Messiah was in the minds of many people, but this did not at all line up with how Jesus came to deliver the people and how jesus came to bring salvation so he told his disciples not to say anything he didn't want to stir up trouble he didn't want to conjure up a gathering of zealots ready to fight so he just said okay all right let's just be quiet about this for now and then in the verses that followed this passage we read today we see that jesus brings clarity to his mission he shares that he came to be the Messiah whose suffering and self-sacrificial love would bring about salvation. And Peter's reaction when Jesus talked about his suffering shows that Peter didn't have it all figured out when he said, Jesus, you are the Messiah. I'm actually going to be talking about this section of scripture in my bite-sized Bible study this Friday. So if you haven't signed up for my emails, you can do that at carlycommunicates.com resources, and I'll send you a bite-sized Bible study and some confetti tear in box every Friday. But for now, let's camp on Jesus's question. Who do you say that I am? And I want you to think about that question in your own life. Who do you say that Jesus is? And I want you to be honest. Do you feel like Jesus is your friend? Or does it feel like Jesus is far away and distant? Do you feel like Jesus is your comforter or do you feel like he's disappointed in you? See, just like Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? Jesus asks us this question because Jesus cares what we think and how our experiences, our pain, our brokenness, the narratives of culture, all of those things. He cares about how those things have shaped our understanding of who he is. And instead of just telling us who he is and lecturing us about his identity, he wants to have a conversation with us. I love this about Jesus, that he meets us right where we are. He acknowledges how we feel, he listens, and then he promises to journey with us forward. See, I think when we vulnerably and bravely acknowledge who we believe Jesus is and where we need healing, Jesus already knows, but sometimes it takes naming where we are for our eyes to be open to the vision upgrade that Jesus is offering to us. So today, my friends, I invite you to sit with Jesus's question. Who do you say that I am? I encourage you just to take some time and write out Who Jesus is to you. When you think of the name of Jesus, what comes to mind? And then ask him to help you come to understand who he is more clearly. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for how personal you are. Thank you that you want to have conversations with us, that you want to help us have clarity on who you are so that we better understand who we are. And sometimes our own experiences, the narratives, the hurt, the relational pain, the disappointments, the tragedies, the trauma that we've experienced, all of that can make understanding who you are kind of complicated. But you just continue to have dialogue with us and invite us to process vulnerably so that you can help clarify. And so God, I pray for my friends listening that may have layers of pain that make it difficult for you, for them to understand you. I pray for myself in the ways that maybe I'm missing who you are, because I know that I can always stand to, to see you more clearly. I know I can't see you perfectly. And so, God, would you help us bravely, vulnerably acknowledge where we are and how we're seeing you? And then would you help us, God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, help bring clarity where we don't understand who you are fully as a capital C Compassionate God? and all the many other amazing attributes that you have and the incredible character of steadfastness and faithfulness and peace and all of the things, God, if there are areas that we can't see you very clearly, would you help us? We ask that your Holy Spirit would be at work. Would you open our eyes to see you and experience you in greater measure? Thanks, Jesus. It's in your name we pray, amen. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Jesus Q&A. If this podcast resonates with you and you want to continue the journey of pursuing wholeness in Jesus, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. That way you won't miss a single episode. I'd also love for you to share this podcast with your friends, family, and anyone else who may find hope from diving into the depths of Jesus's questions. I believe that the conversations we're having here matter, and we would love to have others join our community in our little corner of the internet. Well, friends, I look forward to diving into more Jesus Q&A with you next time. And in the meantime, if you want to connect on Instagram, you can find me at Carly Communicates. Talk to you soon.